Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. This is a very exciting show for me. Today, my guest is my good friend. And, you know, in a social media world, that could be bullshit. But Mary actually is a good friend. Uh, Mary Taylor of Mary Taylor Wines. Um, Mary Taylor runs a modern day wine import company, um, that is focused on bringing, um, a broader awareness of the, uh, various, what we wine geeks call terroirs, but, but for most people, just wines from around the world. Um, these are the wines that have been made for centuries, um, really focusing on, uh, the history and culture of Europe and really bringing that, um, to the, uh, American market in an affordable and reasonable and actually a, a true to the tradition type of way. Um, she is an expert in the global wine market. She has, um, testified before Congress. We're going to get, we're going to get into that, uh, regarding this, this ludicrous wine tariff situation. Um, she works exclusively with small, organic and sustainable growers. I know she has a lot of women in her book. She's really, um, she's, she's girl power all the way. And I, I, I can't, I can't be mad at that. I'm very proud of that. And she really, um, understands, like I said, there's a, in, in the wine geekery, there's a term called terroir, which means the soil and the sun and the, and, and the place. Um, and she's really, um, got a book that captures all these unique, uh, places in the world. Um, Mary. What's up? What's up? Mary, <laughs> Mary. Um, what else would you like to say about Mary Taylor Wines, about Mary Taylor the woman? Well, you know, you're, you, if, if you want, I can go through the whole thing, you know, birth to now. But <laughs> there's a lot of – there's, you know, I will say that um, I didn't wake up with, like, a silver spoon. I wasn't a rich kid. I built my whole empire, right, uh, just from working, you know, uh, waiting tables. I was the kid at all the fancy parties holding the catering tray, serving mm-hmm. uh, hors d'oeuvres, you know, and that's how I'm here. So, I, you know, so some people saw my, like, kind of fancy label in California, and they thought, oh, my God. They said to me, we thought you were, like, some New England, like, ritzy-titsy girl. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I've scraped by. I've slept on the subway tracks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, but here it is. Here I am. I love that. I love that. Um, well, welcome. So I, um, like I said, I met Mary originally through like, um, Instagram. I had saw her wine in my local Whole Foods and, and, uh, and then I saw her, you know, so I kind of looked her up on Instagram and there she was, Mary Taylor Wine. And so I started following her and she's super cool. She followed me like right back like that. I don't know why. I don't know why. I do have a little bit of a dope Insta though. I, everybody yeah, tells me that. It's like your handle is awesome, and friends of mine know you. They feel like they're friends with you just because they see our interactions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everybody that makes me you. feel so good. <laughs> it really does. Um, so we we actually met on Instagram, and then like uh, <clears throat> just one night, 
um, uh, I, she, she, we had D, we're DM each other and she's like, call me. So I just called her one night. Um, and, uh, and then, um, was on from there and we, we found out we had a lot in common. We had, we had, uh, both worked at the same store before. And so we have like, we have, we have just, if you worked at that store, <laughs> you have a bond, indelible bond with anyone, you know? I think so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, tell us about what we're, what we're drinking right now. What wines yeah. did you bring and, and, uh, tell us about those. Well, maybe can I give you a little overview ah. of the wine? project itself you know what i think that's great tell us about and then, so I, I i mentioned the intro but tell us about this how this project came about and then you can go into these two wines in particular please yeah so i traveled through the world of wine my whole life i really actually started as a cheesemonger so that's the beginnings of the terroir journey mm-hmm. and so my like adage that i say all the time which annoys my sales reps because every account we go in i say the same stupid line but it's if we treated wine like we treat cheese oh sorry but, uh, other side, um, if we treated cheese like we treat wine, we'd have cow, sheep, and goat. That's it. Mm. It's like having the inputs, you know? Yeah. But yet people love saying, like, I'll have a Gruyere on my burger. What is Gruyere? It's a cow cheese. What is Brie? It's a cow cheese. But they have different terroir. So wine mm. is very similar in that regard. Um, and I think people are really confused. In fact, I, like, harassed a woman on Park Avenue once, like, five years ago, and I said – do you, do you, have you ever had, do you like wine, white, red? She's like, white. I'm like, cool. Do you ever had a Sancerre? Yeah, I love Sancerre. Do you know if Sancerre is a grape or a place? Nope. Stops there. So like the super uber hipster elite blah, blah, blah wine world is not doing the job of <laughs> communicating to the broader market. And then like Constellation Brands, Treasury and Gallo are like, Bringing it to the bank. Like, there's, I mean, we're all fighting for a tiny piece of this hipster pie while, like, every other person is buying Blackstone Merlot. Right. And I'm like, wait a second. Can someone reach out to the broader wine market in a really cool and authentic way? Like, somebody who has 30 years of tasting, blah, blah, blah. And so that's what I decided to put together. And my best friend, um, we, this, a friend of mine who I met in the East Village like 20 years ago, is the art director for Doubleday, Emily Mahan. She's okay. so, so okay, talented. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she, I was like, can we do something kind of bookish? Kind of, she's like, like this, broop. And I'm like, ah, you made it. <laughs> like, she's so talented and everything I do is with her. So, yeah. That's beautiful. And I'll tell you, I love your label, the simplicity. Um, one time I was wine tasting in Connecticut wine country up in Litchfield and, you know, I, I'll keep it 100. A lot of the wineries <laughs> here in the Northeast are tax deductions because you're a farm and you're a rich person. You have to mm. throw some grapes on them and you get a tax deduction to be on. But so they had, you know, so I went, I don't forget the winery, but, um, like their label was horrible. Mm. I was like, and I just came out of my mouth. I was like, Oh my God, the label's hard. Like, and, <laughs> and the taste room manager's like, well, well, Donna Karen's, uh, graphic designer did. I'm like, mm. they didn't do a good job. No. Um, this, I- this does your label does speak of ju- it, the simplicity and like the calligraphy. It's just beautiful. It like it allows what's in the bottle to speak for itself, I'm, and yet and yet they work together because it's just so simple. So I, I dig that, and I really dig uh, the project. You you know, so that's very very cool. So um um I you know if you follow my inside I. I I have a number, had a number of her wines. These are two new wines for me. I haven't yet, awesome. I've yet to have. 
Um, so tell us, tell us about the wines we're going to drink today. Yeah. So we're, um, so we've, my white label is the Sicilia Rosso. And what is in our glass is the MT2 line. So if it's a white label, it has to be AOC, AOP, uh, so slow down. Cause I okay. do, I mean, no, no. And just because right now there's probably, there's a lot of wine geeks who follow me, like, which is really cool. But, um, AOC, AOP for, for the lay person, for, for the person who doesn't know if Sancerre is a grape or a place. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, in Europe, there's a system and it's been codified ever since like 1905 called the Appalachian Origine, or in Italian, Denominazione, or Denominazione in Spanish. So throughout Europe, there's a law, a codification, where if you call... Wait, wait, we're Americans. We don't want any laws around our wine. <laughs> what are you trying exactly. to do here? Anyway, we're yeah. We're trying to... I just, I, I, listen, I just want to... I just want my apothecary. Right? Just blend it up in there, put, put some dye in there, and it tastes good. <laughs> so, yeah, right. It's like... How much Sauvignon Blanc? Like, ooh, I just came out with a new wine. It's Leaping Lizard Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What, what is that? Um, I'm going to catch shit for this one. Wine is not blue. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to catch a lot of shit from people. But wine is not. There's no blue wine in the world. Anyway. Right. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so uh, uh, th- so what am I talking about? AOC, AOP, DOC, Denominatio Originata. So there's a law, and it applies to all kinds of things, like olives, butter, salt, cheese, wine. Um, and if you break the law, you go to like French prison, which is probably, they probably have like a great baguette in that. They prison, probably but. do. And killer cheese <laughs> and just some nice, nice village wine. Right. But, uh, but people have broken that law, like, and it's v- applicable to like not only a place like Bordeaux. If right. you grow the wine out of Bordeaux and call it Bordeaux, you go to French prison and eat that right. baguette. Right. Um, and that has read, I mean, just. The garages, there are people who like do, do stuff differently inside of places like that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, then there's the super, like super Tuscan and then there's right. like the natty wine world and a Oof. lot of, yeah, yeah, the vinegar mafia, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I love that. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I mean, listen, I, I love what you're doing because these are sustainable. A lot of them are probably biodynamic, et cetera, organic, but. Like if a wine is flawed, it's flawed. Don't don't don't. Mm. I just you're not, you're I went not. into a wine bar in Brooklyn a couple years ago, and everything they poured for me was vinegar. Right. And I was like, "Do you have anything that's like not like acetic?" And they're like, "What?" Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was a, they hated me. I like I think I got booted forever from that place. But yeah, so these are either so the two labels. One is AOC, and the other is so yeah. The second line is like. It can be AOC, but this is an IGP, which is so weird. So Gascony is where they make cognac and right. Armagnac. So right. in these vineyards, the, the fruit can go into this dry wine or it can go into the Armagnac because right. this winery makes both. Um, but in Gascony, Gascony is so interesting. And why aren't they uh, Appalachian like registered? They're still like uh, in de- they're the lower mm-hmm. line um, IGP. Which is weird. I don't know why they can't get that status. They've been around for like. 40, and what is that? IGP years. is like Indication Geographica something. Yeah, like. Indication Geographique Typique. Right. Or so in right. Italian, similar. Um, right. So it's a little. IGT in Italian, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. you can use the name of the place and there's laws around that, but it doesn't have the Appalachian status, right. which I don't, it grants it something a little bit more sure. um, prestigious or whatnot. And. Certain like certain appellations are um, kind of like designer jeans, like you know, like 
you know, Gloria Sassoon or, <laughs> or, or, uh, or, uh, you know, Jordash. Right. I'm dating myself with those. You, I'm, I'm dating myself with those. Jeans. I was alive in the eighties. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying. You know. Um, you know. I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, Calvin Klein, and you know, but yeah, I get it. So it's it it is the wine world is filled with a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, but then there's a lot of kind of ancient, outdated, like paid people off mm. status type things. Yeah, and it's. I think that the people that reject that system have a point. But I just want, like, it's like Basquiat. If Basquiat didn't learn to paint before he, like, screwed up painting and, like, made it really cool and artistic, then it would be less legit. If it was just somebody drawing on a crayon on a canvas. Like, right. I think that we need to bring people along to, like, understand the system that, like, the uber hipster people are rejecting. Like, nobody knows what you're doing over there because nobody totally. knows what this thing is about. Right. right. And I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like a map. It's geography. It's, right contextual i think i I wrote one time what do you do for a living i'm like i bring context to gastronomy i'm a contextual (laughs) gastronomist (laughs) that's not hipster no (laughs) that's new england that's my old massachusetts roots right there oh my god you're a new england girl oh boy you'd have been burned at the stake with what you're doing oh my god you know, I, in my intro, we talk about I talk to the mavericks and the philosophers and deep thinkers. You're like you hit you hit like all the categories, but you definitely. <laughs> well, I, I live in like the suburbs in Connecticut part time, and sometimes I walk around my neighborhood and like I can tell the people that are scandalized that I'm never with a man. Like I'm I'm not somebody's <laughs> wife. Like I would have definitely been burned at the stake <laughs> a million times over. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got it. Uh, so okay. we have a Cote de Gascon. And what's in that baby? So this is a farm um, called the Domaine de Joy. Um, and they otherwise commercialize their wines. <clears throat> the The grapes are Columbard, Uni Blanc, Gros Mansang, and like 10% Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are ripping out um, Columbard and growing mm-hmm. Sauvignon Blanc because they think that's what the Americans want. And I'm like, no, no, no. We want to do the opposite. Um, I, I do get like so much grass. On yeah, so that. this is a so a lot of estates down grass here for are days. Grass yeah. For yeah. Days. Speaking of grass, a lot of herbicide is used down here, and you know when you go, pass a vineyard, you can tell if they've used herbicide because mm-hmm. there's moss on mm. the ground. Um, this is not that. This Got is w- one of the most sustainable. They're in organic conversion right now. Okay. Um, it's HVE3. I always talk about HVE, which is the high environmental value, which is a level of sustainability um, that no one knows about in America. Um, even the sommeliers are like, what are you talking about? Um, <laughs> but that's what they are. And this is a – Gascony is right next to the Landes Forest. So if you look at a map of France, like the lower <laughs> left corner is a huge green thing. Okay, It's the biggest pine forest in the world. And then you get the winds from the Atlantic kind of come through the forest. And then you get the Saharan desert winds and they sort of mix here. Um, so it's like this beautiful climate. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the land of D'Artagnan and the three musketeers and everything. It's got I a lot of history. It. I love it. I love it. Yeah, super beautiful. Nicest people. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Really beautiful stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, we haven't got to the red yet, but eleven ninety nine. There you go. Eleven ninety nine. I mean I mean that's that's stupid. I mean, I the, you know, I this is the type of wine that, that um would fuck up some Psalms in a blind tasting. Yeah. You know, I like I like wines like that. They they'd be like, 
grass, citrus, uh, sleep. <laughs> just just naming 50 things. And I love Psalms. I don't but, but. smell other – like when I smell wine, I have a really hard time describing it because I'm not like – I don't liken it to – things you know well, like, you know i try and i try and distill it down to things like 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 i had like a cologne cigar and like i distilled it down to shit dip pencil tip right yeah, yeah. yeah i mean like like or like, like uh, a blueberry tart blueberry pop tart with a uh, tar flex on it of like certain rhone wines you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. but but um but yeah I, I hear you saying i mean like i i i, I um you're not pretentious about it yeah, I mean, that was a thing that I was kind of heartbroken with in the New York wine world, you know, like the level of pretension. And I just feel like it's it's a very cutthroat world. And like while um, – I mean, I, I've been in it for two decades, you know, and like I think we're all that's, kind of – That's a, still tripping me out, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, so like we're all kind of a family. I mean, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't know – my name in the New York wine world. Oh yeah. But yeah. when, but like it's, I feel like it's a little backstabby, you know, it's just sad. I mean, I guess whenever you get myopic anywhere, like all the retailers and like Newtown hate each other kind of thing. It's right, really like, right. but if I go to like Philly or Los Angeles, <clears throat> like, or Nashville, like I'm like this celebrity. Cause I'm, I think like familiarity breeds contempt or something. Totally does. So yeah, I got a little annoyed with the, um, pretension and like, I also think that, I mean, how I developed this was I was in Bordeaux. I was staying at um, Sebastian's place. He's the Chateau de la Moth. La Moth, you know that one? I don't. I love it, but uh, the name Sebastian, that's just dope. Right? Like, how's that Sebastian Chateau? That's why you guys listen to this shit, because I'm, I'm like, <laughs> my guests have been in Sebastian Chateau. <laughs> but so, so I was like, Sebastian, I can't import your wine because you already have an importer. Do you know like another farm nearby that's doing really good work? And he's like, "Yep, yeah. that one, that one, that one." And I was like, "Ah!" So I go down to this farm, and the the wines are beautiful. They made Grave and Bordeaux Blanc and all this beautiful stuff. And they, I was like, "Oh, it's delicious! I love to import it." And when they showed me the label, I was like, "Like," it was like my experience <laughs> in Connecticut wine country. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's like all these labels, and then all these people. Everyone's confused, and it's like, how? So one of the wines I make is called Valence. Like, there's one <clears throat> Valence on the market besides mine. You know, like nobody's yeah. heard of it unless you're a cheese geek because it's a goat cheese. It's a ground crew goat cheese. Um, but now people are drinking Valencia. Like a lot of people are – like it's wine of the month I just found out. Yeah, that was a hit. That that, yeah. that has like uh, the co- coat, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, you you have – Yeah, remember yeah. I said I, – I was like this. I, I did like yeah. an Instagram story. I was like, whoa. Right. It was, and it was like it had been open for like a day. So it just really had blossomed. But yeah. Yeah. Another stupid bottle of wine. What do you charge for that one? Well, that one's my highest end. So that would be like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I mean still. I mean <clears> – I'm between 10 about, and 20 only. Yeah, I mean, you know um, – and I do I do higher end stuff for our distribution company, um, but I always redesign the label. <laughs> I if you want to sell your wine to me, we're gonna have a good hard look at your label and we're gonna fix it. Right. I mean, people that that's <laughs> the most. There's so many useless one liners and don't judge a. You, of course, you judge a book by its cover. Shut the yeah. Up. I mean, come uh, on. I mean, like, come on. Well, a lot of labels in Europe. Somebody sent me these wines from uh, the Loire Valley, and they looked like they came out of like communist. Moldova. I was like, ah, like the wine's good, and but I'm not like you. Got to redo everything, you know. Like this whole package sucks, and they're all different. I'm like, how is anyone ever gonna like be loyal to this thing? Like I'm gonna have to hand sell this everywhere I go. Like there's, I'm not working that hard, you know. 
I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and what's the red? What's the all right, red? Because so we got a lot of stuff going on. This is so good. We got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, what's the red we got going on? So this on? is a Sicilia Rosso. It's certified organic. Um, there was a little drama on the – well, probably because of me um, – <laughs> on the Natural Wine Forum on Facebook. Uh, there was a discussion about Cornelison, who is awesome – but, you know, very, 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 very expensive and sometimes volatile. So I was like, right. oh, I make a Sicilian wine that's like 16 bucks on the shelf. Like, <laughs> it's, I think, comparable. Like, <laughs> oh, I got I got beat down for that comment. Um, but anyway, so uh, this is 100% Nero Davila. Okay. It comes from a farm. Oh, Two wow. sisters who are super, super uh, hot. Um, Clara and Anna Maria. They do sisters. the Grio? Yeah, so that's Clara, oh. but this is Anna Maria's wine. They, they are, really they do. are, they are hot. They are hot. They are actually like, hello. Like, like, like most winemakers are like they're like look like farmers. They don't look like farmers. No, no, no. I don't even think they really yeah. spend much time. They, there. they must not. I mean, seriously. <laughs> um, but they're in Sicily. They're in Mazzara del Vallo, which is a village that's famous for its shrimp. It's like the best shrimp village place. I don't know. Mm. Um, but it's south of Marsala, Marsala or Marsala. I, I always mix that up. Um. It's on the it's on the unhip side of the island, <clears throat> so like the cool part of the island is like Etna and Noto and all these cool places. Right. But that's Mount Etna and all that shit, right? Right, but yeah. you're looking at forty five bucks, <clears throat> right. and I'm like, huh. So I wanted to do something like light, elegant, um, fleshy. I don't ever put oak on my wines. I have one wine that has a little bit of oak on it, my Southern Rhone wine. But this is which, is which which I'm not mad at you. But oak oak, you know, like I think you said one time, said my wines don't need makeup. But there's nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with makeup. But I get it. I get it. your wines are they don't need it. I they don't need it. But I some I drink some. And I'm like shit. If you threw that in 100 French oak, you could sell that for 75 bucks probably. Some right. of your wines. But I dig what you're not. But it's just, they're that good that I could tell. Like if you did do that, like you could just yeah but go like- that route. But, but where's the terroir? You're like erasing the terroir. You're like, oh, I'm just going to do this one flavor on top of the wine. It's like, when does it? Mm, that's going to be good. Yeah. This, this I'm going to have to not yeah. finish this and drink this tomorrow. It's gonna be <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, I found these guys. Um, Smoking. You know, I go to these like different events and stuff. I find these growers. It's a little bit easier. I remember I got my Anjou. I was at the Loire Valley Wine. I love your Anjou. Yeah. That's a star. That is a star. <laughs> uh, her Anjou Blanc, 100% Chenin Blanc. Right, but it's a blend. I love to trip people really? up. Really? You know what it's a blend of? No, I do not. So do this, tell. I like to I like to challenge people's perception. Like saying it's a blend while it's 100% Chenin, how could that be? Well, half of the wine is grown on slate and the other half is grown oh, like okay. the Tufo. All right. And then we blend it in the spring. Okay, so you know, a lot of stuff going on with you. A lot, a lot. Yeah, of do you want my little rundown? Like, yeah, give me the rundown. Little, yeah, little story here yeah. and there. How do I? Have- yeah, because yeah, because basically, you know, there's like, you know, I talk about you know, you know, there's going to be you know, like obviously you're tasting some success now, but like you said, like you started at the bottom. You know what I mean? Um, so want to kind of hear about uh, your story, like how you know. The bumps you took the road, like, was there a time you like, screw the wine business, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go make some money, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go make some money, you know, like, mm-hmm. not that I don't, you know, not your business process, but you know what I mean, like, the joke is, how do you make a small fortune in the wine business? Mm-hmm. You start up with a large fortune, like, so yeah, give me the rundown, give us the dirt, right. Mary Taylor. I will. Okay, so 
let's circa back. So part of what got me into like food and wine is that my family ate only like nuclear, like preserved Chef Boyardee with yeah, shit food. Yeah, totally. Shit food. Right. And yet, so I worked at like 14 for this catering lady in my beautiful hometown of Concord, Mass. And I would help her. Yeah, you'd have been burned at the stake. She's right. You're right up I'm in. I'm right there. You're right there. Anyway, <laughs> you are no, right but there. Louisa May Elcott was from my town and she was an abolitionist, feminist, never married, made all the money for her family, like kick ass person. And, I take after her. I love, I love that you, that's like, like, like you're conscious of that. That's dope. Thanks. That's um, dope. yeah, we could go into Concord history. That would be the whole yeah, show. Yeah, I know. We got, we but only, so yeah. anyway, I would go into these kitchens. We'll have you back, Mary. <laughs> so my family, so I love to read, you know, and so I always said we were the Joad family. If you've read The Grapes of Wrath, it's like, you know, like a car strapped to the ceiling of the, I mean, it's just junk, but I go into these other homes and like, Whoa, they were like roasting garlic, like <laughs> shit like that. That was so exciting to me. And I was like, the smell, you know, you know, the, you know, the, 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 we had like salt and pepper was all like, like was the spices in my house. So I, 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 I hear totally you. hear you. Powdered muffin mix and shit, you know, like it was, well, no, my mom black. was from down south. So she, my mom, no, my mom did make cast iron cornbread, cornmeal. Ooh. I mean, I mean, we, my, but, but, but like things like, I could feel like we ate canned vegetables instead of frozen or fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-mm. you know, um, but, uh, I did, I was fortunate enough to have some decent home cooked meals, but wine wasn't a part of it. But anyway, I, I digress. So, yeah, yeah. so you, so you grow up kind of like well, almost was, in a food desert home kind of sort of. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, the, the town is pretty, pretty well to do. So I was like seeing all this wealth and all these people that had like wine cellars and the what blah, you know, so I, endeavored to be accepted into that world by way of food so i became a real food snob and um you know worked at the cheese shop and would always bring like a really incredibly esoteric cheese to everything Mm -hmm. and then i was invited this one the first sip of champagne i was on beacon hill oh and i had it was of Clico and like, oh. <laughs> I, I, you know what's so funny when you first get in the line, but like, like back in night, I mean, the, I mean, love is like Budweiser actually of yeah, champagne, it sucks. But, but 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 like, you're like, oh, the orange label. I oh mean, my god, you do feel that way. You so know? I would work these like really hard shifts at like the caterer, you know. And the, I would work restaurants, and I'd take all that money down to the, like, one club I could get into with a fake ID. And <laughs> What was the name of the club? It, was it uh, Atomic or something? What the hell was it? It was down on, like, down in the club district of Boston. Wow. So my friend Anna, my <laughs> hot Russian friend, blonde hair, we'd sit at the bar and drink a bottle of Vuv. And it was, like, 50 bucks at the bar, which was, like – that's. Blowing big, big but, bucks. Yeah. Now it's like 200 or something. Right. But, to, uh, for a bottle in a bar, but yeah. Yeah, no, we were so hot and we'd always have the crystal glasses. You know, <laughs> I would never drink champagne in crystal gla- glass now, but, um, but anyway, that was the beginning. So then I worked and I was, uh, I worked at the Boston Harbor Hotel, um, as a server, but I did a lot of wine stuff and I got more into it. And, um, and then part of me like wanted to be in like a literary and I was always kind of thinking about the world. So I, I applied for a job for Ellie Wiesel, you know, the Nobel yeah, yeah. laureate. Mm-hmm. And I got the job at Boston University in the theology department. So I was like rearranging his books and stuff. And one day they said, hey, our assistant in New York is going to leave. Do you want to move to New York and run the office there? And I was like, Fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> I remember you said something one time when we first met and talking. You did like a throwback Thursday on Instagram and you're like when you worked at Sotheby's. And oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like – and you said, I didn't have enough clothes for that place. And I thought no, that was that's hilarious. No. Like, <laughs> so my next job was Sotheby's. So that thing fell apart. I got on Hot Jobs. Um, Sounds like a dating site. <laughs> Right? Remember Hot Jobs? Wow, Hot Jobs. And they were like, Sotheby's Wine Department. So I was like, does anyone have a blazer? I'm going to go do this. So I went to – and I was living – oh, God. I was like living in a quasi-living room in the East Village at that point. And like – so I went to Sotheby's and they were like, what – they're like – they're very, you know, English. And they're like, what wine would you – what name a wine? And I was like, Opus One. (laughs) (laughs) Like I wasn't cool yet. (laughs) Um, and so they hired me and I, for a year, worked there and like, it was hated. The office manager loved me. The mm. like head of the wine department hate, excuse me, hated me. Um, who was the head of the wine department? Bob then? Slee. Okay. Literally hates me so much that like, I think I clicked link, link in 20 years later. And he still won't, won't, accept- won't accept me. But so yeah, there's like stores now that I've known for decades that won't carry my wine they're like oh yeah we don't do negotiant and i'm like this is not a negotiant project by the way and you, you like, see the grower's uh, name uh, on the bottle like, right? by the way what's that louis latour out there yeah, exactly <laughs> you like your Girardin just fine yeah, yeah. give me a break <laughs> um but also i'm just a label redesigner nothing i'm not any different than any other importer except i just redesign the label literally that's it <laughs> and all my wines are like 10 to 20 so i have a certain band within which i work but um, some people accuse me of like private label and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry that I'm making something that people can actually find and want to buy and drink <laughs> like on <laughs> mass. So you're like, oops. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I did it again. I know. Exactly. I brought some great wine. <laughs> I know. And everywhere in the se- country, everywhere <laughs> it is, it sells like crazy. Like if with all of my distributors, I'm in like 20, 30 states. I am Damn. in the top 10 selling best-selling things and Cheers. I mean, that's that's thank no you. joke thank that's you. like legit yep then i go to sotheby's it's super snooty and i have one suit that probably started to smell after a while you know i mean laundromat it's expensive um <laughs> so and i was so poor they paid twenty eight thousand dollars a year and i was so poor i had to move from my living room couch in the east village because i couldn't afford it anymore to a railroad with strangers in woodside woohoo so i did that for wow. a while um <clears throat> Yeah, and it was a terrible commute, and I was always screamed at for being there at, like, 9.02. They're like, it's two minutes after the hour. So, anyway. They're British. Then I worked at our alma mater, yep. Acker Merrill. That was so interesting and fun. I was um, invited to a lot of, like, Park Avenue. I was hot. I was, like, 26 and smoking hot. Smoking hot and Just nose take, wine. Take 40 pounds, 50 pounds off this and, like, so 20 years younger. Hello. Anyway, yeah, that place. That place. I think I'm no, more beautiful now, but you, in, in you, spirit, you are beautiful. Um, your your spirit <laughs> shines for you, and there's nothing wrong with your physical, but but That's like, um, yeah, that place. Like the the clientele, like you said, like you're in freaking people's apartments, and like, oh yeah, they're popping like crazy. Ninety Chambertin, right? Nine, you know, or or like eighty six Cheval, eighty six Mouton. You know. Well, I, I drank a lot of wine with Rudy, but so I, I always joke like I thought I drank the great wines of the world. <laughs> you know, I anyway. mean, when I worked there, there was a client, Rudy. Uh, What's up? Um, hope you, who, hope who, you get out of prison soon, kid. Who um, who who would come in the store? 
with a sauterne glass in his pocket and be like, Marvy, get a half bottle of Ekim. I need breakfast, and we'd have ninety a Kim for breakfast. It what, was that kind what's of. What's this turn glass? What is it like? Oh, you know, like Riedel. It has like some crazy. It's like has a weird mm. bulbous. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I don't know, breast shape, something. I don't know, sweet. I don't know, nectar type thing. <laughs> mother's milk makes it taste like mother. I don't know. Yeah, there but, you go. Yeah. but it, it it was a unique shape. You know, I am. Mm-mm-mm. I can't afford a Riedel. Uh, well, I could. You know the I, best. I, I could buy one, but glassware. like that's like probably like three bottles of wine. So you ready for the best glassware in the world? Corin, five bucks, five yeah, dollars. You, 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 five. You, a um, glass. you, uh, get it. You, uh, everyone. actually, I, I think I asked you about that. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, but you know, these, this is a killer glass. It's actually it's a nice glass. It's it's IKEA. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, my wife breaks wine glasses like it's a sport, so I can't spend a lot of fucking money on wine glasses. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just like, psh, Yeah. You know. Um, all right. Back to this, because this is important. I was a buyer for a retail store, and the couple that owned the whole thing treated me like the help. And um, I we had we grew a resentment towards each other pretty quickly, but um, but I watched them start a company, and they did it pretty much on a shoestring. And that was super influential, because I always thought, like, Oh, is this big enigma starting a business? Like, how does one do that? And I just watched them. Like, they were super cheap. It was like, okay, that's 50 bucks. That's 100. Like, everything was doable. And I learned a lot from that. And so, but because we had this kind of growing resentment, I <laughs> ended up going to tastings, like five tastings a day. Right. I worked with, a, like, I think over 100 distributors. And that was like in 2005, six, seven. And that's like Joe Dresner's golden years. And like there was, um, you know, Neil Rosenthal. I love. And I got to know the like lower end wine market because I really didn't like I would leave Sotheby's after writing about like Grand Cru and I would go buy a bottle of Yellowtail because it was poor. Right. You know, and then I got into like Portuguese. You know, I loved Vino Verde. But like um, but this is where I got my super education about like how the whole thing works. How to run a business. Most people. Just taste the wines they need to taste in order to get to the next level. They they don't they, they didn't have the experience that you and I had to taste all these Grand Cru and for you know when you work in the auction world mm. these pre auction tastings you like you get to taste the best wines in the world you yeah. know what I mean and then it allows you to re- reverse engineer things so that's why like you can you can um, import wines like this because you've tasted the best wines in the world and you know what characteristics and what notes are really good and really. Mm-hmm. Are, Bringing that sense of place, so. Well, so after, just to be, why, how I learned was both the great wines of the world, but also after I quit my job at that retail store, I, I did so because at one of the fancy Park Avenue guys had a dinner and they invited like this French winemaker and that winemaker and I ended up hitting it, you know, hot. Wow. So, so I lived in France with him for like a couple years. I went to school <laughs> in a uh, university of Bourgogne in Dijon. I went to like a semester there. Um, I went to the uh, Institute of Turenne. He was from Mont Louis, which is one of my favorite wines ever. Too expensive for the Mary Taylor line, but it's, have you had a good Mont Louis lately? No, you know what's interesting? Um, <clears throat> what's her name? Uh, Martine. Mm, I, I worked for her for a hot minute. Martine did Six a months. tasting with, uh, JK from Acker mm-hmm. and she has a monthly and it's just apparently that's like the monthly. Yeah. It's like a, I said Mont Louis. Yeah. You said Mont. Who the fuck is Mont Louis? All right. Ready for this? I'm ready. You ever heard of Vouvray? Of course. I've heard I'm of just Vouvray. kidding. <laughs> well, you haven't heard of Mont Louis. It's right across the river. I don't know, but you know, uh, <laughs> you know, 
Do you know who Fat Marvin. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you know who Fat Albert is? <laughs> Do I? That's the best show. Okay, ever. so it's um, okay. So now you t- I mean we're talking Shannon, 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 Shannon. Yeah. So I had this huge Loire Valley like insight. Like I just had like a coming of age. I just got schooled on my own show. I love that. Mm. <laughs> um so I like went so I started this thing called the Thoreau Wine Society. Isn't wow, that so dorky. That that is um the dorkiest name that's ever. Okay. I'm more of a uh, Emerson guy, but really, yeah. But Thoreau went to prison for stuff. Yeah, but comp- a- but compensation is one of the greatest essays ever, man. I mean, I, I have a book. Of, you, you, I have a book of. Th- I mean, th- I mean that was his teacher. So I, you know, I'm yeah. I'm a, one of those guys. Don't seek what uh, don't seek is like seek what they sought, right? So Emer- I, I read the person they learned from. That's just Emerson me. visited Thoreau in prison <clears throat> and said. Henry David. You're a dumbass. Why How'd you, you end up in prison? Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> That's goes, what he why said. are you in there? What the fuck's Thoreau wrong with said, you? Why aren't you? He said, because I'm Come smart. Come protest with me. He's like, because I'm smart. You don't go to jail. No. No. I, I get what you're saying. Anyway. I mean, in Dr. King's best essay, it's not that I have a dream speech. It's a letter from a Birmingham jail. So, mm. you know, so I, 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 I give, I, I big ups Thoreau for going to jail, but my black ass isn't going to jail. Just so you all know. <laughs> Good. It's not a place for me. I'm kind of pretty. You are pretty. Just saying. Um, so I, I started a newsletter and I'm right. I love that name though. The Thoreau Wines. Yeah. And I start with like everyone I've ever met in the wine business and, um, food and wine magazine put it, Put my letter, like mentioned it in best wine reads of 2008. So they're like best summer wine reads. And then they quote. Were you still in France then? I, yeah, I was in France. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I started a distribution company and I got, I brought all the coolest wines from the Loire Valley. He already had a portfolio. He was an importer. We built a distribution. So it was New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And I was the president. And I had an office on 35th Street. I wore my blazer and I was like, really? I was so psyched. I'm like, I am the president. Of- MT for, forget Eric B for president. It was MT for president. <laughs> well, that's it. later. I'm, I'm not done with this whole thing. I'm going to be president. I swear. No, the president of the IMF or something like that. I'm just a kid from a fucking beat up beach town in Jersey. So like to <laughs> in even Monmouth. To, yeah. I mean, to drink wines with Mary Taylor from Concord Grass <laughs> and so funny. With these stories is. I, I, this is this is why it's fucking dope. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's actually a little bit. Um, <clears throat> it's it's kind of being uh, reticent today. Sometimes is it's it? like it's just a little uh, compact. I mean, because I mean, because I today. mean, like you don't put, and I get you don't. You said you don't put oak on your wines. I'm I. You know why would you put oak on that? I'll tell you why. Because then mm-hmm. it would be, then it would turn into a most deaf lyric. It'd be like ass so fat you could see it from the front. That's right, why. Right, right. That's why. And I'm, I mean, I, I'm not ever mad at like, you know, but, but you, it doesn't need it, but, but that's why you would. Cause then it would just be, but I want people to taste Sicily. Flush. Yeah. Then it would be a, a it, international. Know, but, yeah. I mean, but Sicily, but it would be like, that's Sicily. you ever see that scene in the Godfather where, uh, James Conn like is banging the chick up against the wall and like, she's like really thick, really plump, like Sicilian girl. Godfather, the Godfather one, one. One? Yeah. Go back and watch it. You oh, after the wedding. Yes. I love that movie. And like, you and like, you know, when you grow up in the seventies and it's all twiggy and these thin girls and like, he was like mm. trying to knock the stuffing out that muffin on that thick chick. That's what I'm saying. So this is the Sicily. <laughs> 
That was but it's just so beautiful. It's really it's beautiful. And it has a lushness. Mm. Without you have the white. Whatever. Yeah. What do you think of the white? Oh, the white. I think I said something. It's like it's like honeysuckle. And it, it's like, fuck your peanut. Fuck your Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. Mm. Drink this white wine. Well, so this is what I'm trying to do. So clearly um, – it wasn't an easy road is the bottom line. No, I got – Ups and I downs. Got, I got snubbed by the hipster rich kid fucking trustafarian assholes. Trustafarian. <laughs> How dare you dis – I think I, w- I want to be Rastafarian, but I grew up in New Jersey. So – but uh, um, but yeah. Do no, you have a trust fund? Uh, my, father fuck, my father worked at the fucking post office. There you go. Um, um, well, anyway, but I, I get it. Right. So no, it's just, speak I, I, on can't, it. speak. I can't fit into skinny jeans. So I wasn't part of the skinny jeans mafia of vinegar. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, people are like Mary Taylor wines. Oh, they're not natural. They're not natural. She's it's all chemical. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> and fuck your like parents and fucking Greenwich. You fuck. <laughs> You know, I've been in this. Well, there's like when 2010, when all the hipster wine companies came to be. I don't know where they came out of the woodwork, but like they, they came out of um, what's that shit called when you have a trust fund and you get um, it's a spendthrift clause, so they dispense every five fucking years. So right, they spent all their money and drank wine. Like I know what I'm gonna do when I get my next hit of money. I'm gonna start a wine company. And they all started in 2010, and they were all we're, we only work with um, natural, non inoculated. And, and, and listen, this um, this is that that is the bullshit. I'm saying that's just the bullshit of the wine. But like I don't understand. Look, like make the best product you can, but don't. I'm like I'm not talking supermarket wine, residual sugar. It's a formula. It's Kool Aid. We're doing, but but right. like when they start talking that bullshit. About like first gross and row. I mean, like, fuck, like, and a lot of those wines are biodynamic, but they're not going to pay the money for the, to get the sanction from the U.S. government. Why? Just, just, just make good fucking wine. Well, I mean, I think the, the orange wine thing started to happen. And oh, like, good Lord. How much I, is a Grovner these days? It was 60 bucks. <sighs> I don't have 60 fucking dollars for a orange vinegar wine. Sorry. And I think they can be really good sometimes, right. but I think that making that like the standard. Right. And then it became like every restaurant had to have like cloudy, yeah. There was funky shit. I was on a and taste- that's cool, but like not all of it. You right. Know? I was on a um. There was a merchant, and he did a. I'm on eighty. I'm on like eighty five. I'm like on three hundred eighty five mailing lists. Um, and this merchant was doing. He used to work at Skernick, and he was doing. He had a tasting with Michael. Uh, Michael Skernick is a venerable importer. For those you don't know, just Google Skernick wines. Um. And there was only like 12 of us on there. Like it was open to all his home mailings, but 12 people showed up and he asked Michael and he had his shops in Brooklyn Mm-mm. and he asked Michael about natural wines. He's like, it's, he's like, it's just crap. He's mm. just like, he's like, I've never had one that's good. And, he, and the guy was like, I have to have them because I'm in Brooklyn. Right. Like I have to have a natural wine section. I used to sell the wines of Fred Cossard. It was um a, a, a state in Burgundy mm-hmm. and they had like Pouligny Montrachet. Mm-hmm. They took the grapes and they threw them in a vat and shut the door. And then like and yeah, they were really interesting. But that was like two hundred bucks for something that yeah, was no, like, no, fuck that shit. Like Sorry, one bro. out of five was drinkable. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 that bullshit. Anyway, so 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 but, so so yeah, you went through all this shit. You, you and and then yeah, yeah. and when did, when did you actually start Mary Taylor Wines? So I started in Beta when I had I was the president of <clears throat> Langdon Shivrick East, which is our company together. Oh, um, and so I had I found that is a white ass name. Hi, I'm Langdon Shivrick. I know. 
Pleased to meet you. Believe me. Yeah. And they have, they can are. You, can you, can you get me another hors d'oeuvre? They're billionaires. <laughs> they have properties all over the, they have oil money, um, hedge fund. Ugh. And people are like, oh, I love these. It's like, if you're going to be a snob about like evil Trump donating rich people. In the, sorry. Did I just, oh no. Oh. I didn't say shit. anything. That was a speculative that, that was, comment. That was the black wine guy's <laughs> guest. I did not say that. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, so. <laughs> So I, I had the insight then, right. and it was that winery I mentioned before in Bordeaux where that had the ugliest labels in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was like – and I was into the like <coughs> Joe Dresner and all this stuff. And I was like, wait, why don't somebody – Do you mean Louis? Is it Louis? Well, that's like Are the you? company. Okay. Louis. Okay. So, so Joe Joe was running it? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Joe was the guy. But I mean I know. It's like away. Kermit Lynch, but now Anthony's running it. That's, I'm just – I need okay. some inside Kermit scoop. Lynch. You want to – if I open my Adventures on the Wine Route book, he signed the book. And you know say what he wrote? What? What did he say? To marry the best thing I've seen all night. <laughs> this is before the consciousness opened up in the world. You I don't know, think you'd sign like that now. But you know, I mean, and, and just, just, to, to, it's, it's hard if you're a man of a certain age, because unfortunately you did grow up. It was, this shit was accepted, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I do have some empathy for some people. I don't have empathy. I don't for, begrudge. I don't, I, mean, I don't have empathy for people who, who who say um, grab him the pussy like right. but, but like but being overly flirtatious I do have a, a, a yeah, I, I, I even give I, I even give old people some old people a pass on the n word because I'm like it's just they they're, they're mm. just I I I just like my mother my mother's from down south like y'all don't even know I'm saying like I'm like oh that's just like I mean I worked at this one sneaker store and someone once referred to me um, as um, you know, uh, that pleasant light-skinned Negro, you know. Ah. And this was 1986, so, you know. Well, I mean, Negro is a different word than the N-word, right? Yeah, but, you know, it's an N-word. Yeah. And, you know, and 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 I don't even know. I'm not a linguist. I'm not Noam Chomsky. I don't know linguistics. Mm. I don't know. I don't know the migration from the N-word to Negro and yeah. Negro, I know, and like, and accents like Negro. I mean, we, yeah, I, yeah. you know. But all I'm saying is I, I do, like, like a guy like Kermy Kerm, you know, like that was flirtatious. Um, nowadays, could could get you slapped. I mean, not yeah. and not not face slapped, like literally, like boycotted type shit. But but I think that's a compliment. I mean, like I mean, I was that, that you stood out to him, right? I was tickled by it, but I was also <clears throat> offended in that I was like. He didn't care about who I was at all. He just was like the best thing I've seen all night. It's like, okay, you know, I don't know. I guess I wasn't. Well, you know, I her, wasn't. He's not your mother. He's right. a man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyway, so anyway, so um. But I'm a flirt too. I try. Not I, to no, I was gonna say, come on, you're like, you're like hot dudes. You love Mary. Exactly. Hot dudes love Mary. Tell you well, why? I like. She's to- like. You should say. She's like. We hit that. You I like know? to objectify. Right? Is that the that's men. They need a little. They need to feel a little bit. We used. do need to be objectified, you know. I, I, um, like they, I, 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 I thought I, I, I thought I was ugly for years. Turns out I'm pretty handsome. You're pretty handsome. I, but I, and I, actually but, more handsome in person. Thank you, thank you, and, and also the voice and the voice. Like I hate my in my head. My voice sounds like shit, but people go crazy like oh your voice so yeah, yeah but you know so i get it i get it i'm a flirt i get it but yeah right, me, but, congress. But, but men are pigs uh, at the end of the day we're pigs i can admit that so now so you start mary taylor wine when to start again and we're going to get to the congress we got time okay i started working for um Massanoy, 
Um, and I was like the French portfolio manager. I was up and damn, I was on and off the subway a no hundred times a day for five years. And that's this up. is a grind, people. Just so you know, if you want to get in this game, it's a grind. You, you got to put, put your time. Ju- yeah, you got to put your time in. You can't just like be like, I want to. I took my whistle unless you're yeah. a rich dude that invented natural wine in 2010 then you get to step ahead of the line right, you know right. but that's okay i'm okay. but I, I just want people to know that because i mean there's so much going on in activism wine and and i just and i think it's great but i think people need to understand this is a business and you got to you got to do the work yeah. that's all and you got to show that you can do the work yeah right? you got like 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 if like when you talk in these higher levels it's like anything else like there there's major league baseball there's triple a there's double a and there's a league baseball mm-hmm. and, and and you, you you, you have to be willing to work your way up. You know, Michael Jordan didn't make the majors, but like he started at double A, you know, right. and he worked his way up. I think people need to understand it. I, that's what I'm saying. It's pretty easy to get a wine job, like, because mm. it's a service position yeah. for yeah. the most part, and it's easy to lose a wine job. And so a lot of people have these resumes that are like eight months, 10 months here. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I wouldn't hire you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, you, you just said I need <laughs> your help, but it's okay. Um, but, you shouldn't hire me. I consult now because that's where I'm better because I don't really like a boss. But yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. it, it, it is. It is no, it, and kidding. also, it's service. Like, yeah. I will tell people, like, when I was like <clears throat> 20 years old, they're like, I worked for this white dude who owns restaurants. He was totally cool. I worked at his running store, but he owned a restaurant. And, um, and, uh, he was like, you should become a waiter. I'm like, and I, this is me. I'm, I know, I know I am. I'm like, I am not waiting on white people. Mm. I'm not, I'm like where I lived in Monmouth County, that was not going to happen. I was like, I get it. No, thank you. Right. Like, cause you, if if you, if you're in a hospitality and service, you got to be in hospitality and service. Yeah. And I just have too much of a mouth. So, right. But, but so I'm sloppy. I pour, I, I well, you see, you see, like we we got dripping, we're staying in their table there. I'm like, ah, the black wine guy was here again. (laughs) Goddamn black wine guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, so you, you, so they, they're jumping the line ahead of you. You were in beta. You had a label. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing like my French portfolio manager job for like four something years. Fancy, by the way. Yeah, it was an interesting company. You know, was, I, I, I don't, um, I mean, I had a great kind of learning curve there, but I realized, so they let me sell my Bordeaux. So I had a Bordeaux Blanc and a Bordeaux Rouge and those were on the market. Like, so that's what, seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's really the beginning, but I didn't have a company around it. I just right. had a label that I trademarked. Um, so I'm like, that's kind of taking off, but they don't want me to proliferate. Like I, I, I showed them another wine I wanted to do. And I was like, my dream is to like white label Europe and tie the whole European story together and become the most powerful wine company in the world. And they're like, oh yeah, not under. They're like, slow your roll. You slow your roll, girl. Get your, you know. They're like, lay down, Sally. I know. Bum, bum, I was bum, the bum, second bum, bum. highest grossing salesperson and the portfolio manager for a long time. So. You know, I, you know what I would do? I would sell like Conterno Barolo on with my, like in my pajamas with a headset. I just call <laughs> Sherry Lehman and be like, you need this. They're like, sure, 20 million cases. I was like, I'm going back to bed. You know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so that was pretty fun. But I knew that they didn't want me to proliferate. And I had kind of like an annuity business. Like I had the like 20 really good customers. Right. That were like nobody's selling us wine, but Mary Taylor, and I was like, sweet. And 
I didn't need to like do a lot for that like after a while. So I, I negotiated to go right on commission. No more salary, no more mm-hmm. portfolio Damn. manager. That's badass people. Yeah. This you gotta yeah. This B ain't fucking around. She's like, mm-hmm. just pay me commission, I'm good. Yeah. So but while I That's legit collect Yeah, so I ended up um going into this like executive program mm-hmm. at Stern. I go to Stern and then I'm I uh I leave Massanoy, I start kind of building Mary Taylor and then I take a job on Wall Street to, and so I was at Merrill Damn. Lynch. Yeah, so I was two and a half years at Merrill Lynch. I wanted to figure out finance. I didn't know anything about this it. This is this is like a fucking American success story right here. <laughs> so I go to Merrill Lynch, and I'm the highest grossing financial advisor in my cohort. Um, so I go through this training program. I get my series licenses. You're like Giovanni Ribisi in fucking Boiler Room. You're just killing it. I got to read that. It's not a book. I'm, oh. <laughs> I, I'm not as smart as you. It's a movie. Oh. Vin Diesel, Giovanni Ribisi. I see the words Vin Diesel and I'm like, next. Wow. Really? Really? Anyway, okay. All right. Now, come I'll on. Try really? It. You pass on Vin Diesel? I don't it's really kind of... watch TV. I never have Ben Affleck's in that motherfucker. It's a good film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. I'll check it out. I'll watch it. Um, I'm currently watching The Boys. I love that show on Amazon. Someone else, someone else told me. So it good. might have been you. Someone else told me about the damn boys. So where they, good. where they killed. It was no, probably it was about- you, where they kill the superheroes, right? Yeah, because they're they're corrupt. like you're not. You're, they're like fuck you, mutants. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, they're like corrupt. Anyway, you should watch it. Um, but so I go to Merrill Lynch, and I'm like on the 40th floor of like it was down in Battery Park City, like you know yeah. those green top right next to the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. And I have cold wine in the fridge, and all my colleagues are like, "Why is there open cold wine in the fridge every day here?" And I was like. I'll be back in like three hours. I would go to like stores and restaurants and sell the wine. And then occasionally in a conversation with people that I knew for years, I'd slip in that I'm a financial advisor and like I'm do- I'm built, I'm actually figured out what to do and I understand how to manage money and I'm on this team. And like people started giving me their money <laughs> to manage and bought my wine. So I was like, it's a twofer. <laughs> it's a twofer. It's not just finances <laughs> with this one. She's got great wine. I know. And I, so, you know, I have to either, yeah, anyway, I have the licenses are about to expire, but. So I worked there for two and a half years. My um my employer was super inappropriate. He um he expected women to be super, super sexy and like he would always compliment the ones in heels. And I like I had the blazer back on, but like I'm a kind of a geek and I wear like loafer. Like I'm not trying to be sexy. I'm just trying to be <laughs> me. You know? So he was like unimpressed with my lack of mascara or something. And but I so my friend my friend who's really really smart was like, why don't you start a little spreadsheet and comment write down all of his inappropriate comments when he said them who was in the room? So I started the spreadsheet and then um one day he pulls me into the office, he's like you're at 97% of your goal, which means you're fired because you're not at your goal um, and you had this much time to get to the goal. And I was like, interesting. I'm like, the guy in the cubicle, like three cubicles down, is at 30% of his – because you could see everybody. Right. And I was the highest grossing. And I'm like, how am I fired? And you just – he just got a promotion to the trading desk. Now he's like an investment banker, like – and I'm fired? I'm like – Hey, what's the number to HR? Okay, cool. <laughs> By the way, do you know about the spreadsheet I've been keeping of his inappropriate comments? Boom! They said, don't, you don't have to come into the office. Mic drop. Yeah, you work from home. We'll figure this out. They took like eight months to investigate it. 
And uh, after that, I, you know, I, I got discharged. Um, but I had eight months of just getting like a hundred k salary and building Mary Taylor wine. Nice. So that was the st- that was the stepping stone that right, I needed. Right, right. So then I did that. But and then I won this fellowship at NYU, and I went to Silicon Valley, and I learned all about like investors. And you Jesus. know what I learned? Jesus, what'd you learn? Don't don't. Get any investors. No investors. Yeah, no, I've, Stay I've, the fuck I've, away. I've learned that Keep just your from money. Uh, yeah. studying the internet marketing world, um, that like, um, find a way to like, I, I'm, I, I mean, I haven't made any money, but that's the model. What these guys do is they learn how to put a dollar in and advertising, get $2 out. Don't take on investors. No. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. Even there's this, this a friend of mine in Boston that's just sold like a software company for a hundred million. And he's like, I would love to invest in your wine company. I love what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, no, good. Go. Bye. 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 I'm like, thanks for the yeah. awesome bottle. You know what? Chamberton, but yeah. no. Bye. Bye. So, so then, then obviously you're doing this, you're making money. And then this thing starts growing and now you have a distribution in how many States? Like 30. Like 30. And then, and I, Sweden, and then, Germany. And, and, and then um, uh, about a year ago, what happens? Um, are you talking about the distribution company? I'm talking about uh, – Oh, tariffs. Sla- there you go. There you go. <clears throat> All right. So um, thanks to Henry David Thoreau and mm-hmm. Louisa May Alcott, I have like kind of an interest in the written word, the pen, the power of the pen. Right. So like – got it. So I – you know, I, I'm really sensitive. They they announced the tariff. I got whacked. I was like, I don't fucking think so. Like, I don't know. I have kind of a, a crazy side of me that's just sort of like if I see the crazy. If eyes. the war breaks out, I'm probably I'm, I'm going to be on the front lines or something. But like, so I'm like, I don't think so. So I wrote this essay and I read it to a la Thoreau. A la Thoreau. I about freedom. I wanted to g- tap into that idea of freedom. In fact, I reposted the essay with a big American flag and I paid, sponsored it out to Trump 2020. And all a thousand Trumpers like they totally all you about put a flag, freedom. Put a flag and say freedom. F- flag and freedom. That's it. <clears throat> and I was like, we have been importing wine in this country since colonial times, since the beginning of the white evil Europeans who came and destroyed this place. Um, <laughs> And that is our God-given right. I'm like, the Declaration of Independence was signed with, toasted to, with a glass of Madeira because the King of England forgot to circle Madeira on his taxation circle of Europe. It was like kind of out there. You didn't catch it. There was no tax on Madeira. That's why it was signed. That is our like native heritage. Like, and it was like, I, you know, maybe – you know, and I was told this whole story. I'm like, my dad's a professor. My mother's a woman of the church. I have the right. You're to- hitting all the right oh, points. I know. Cause oh, that's what we man. have to do. You do have to hit the right points. We can't, the like hyper left agenda. We're not going to get those people. We have to get them with their own shit, exactly. which is God and Bible and fascism and whatever they do. But so, <laughs> right. So, um, anyway, I write this this essay and this woman comes over to my house on a Sunday. She's like a judge, like very smart woman. <laughs> and, uh, and I read it to her and she, a tear falls and I'm like, okay, I, I wrote it right. She's like, oh my God. So she gives me this drug called a beta blocker. You know what these are? Oh, yeah, 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 Cause yeah, I'm yeah, super insecure. Yeah, like yeah. I'm the most insecure person. And 
I was like, I can't read this in front of people. So I take, I pop this. I drive at 2 a.m. I leave my house. I go to DC. I get, I park. I go into the thing. I sit there all morning. I'm assigned to the second half of the day. Then it starts snowing. I listen to these speeches and a lot of people, I mean, people just coming out against the tariffs. Um, I'd already been working with like Susan Collins office. Like, believe me, I'm, I go straight to the Republicans. I have a LLC that's registered in Maine. So I'm like, I'm your constituent, <laughs> you know, like, so play I, the game. People know the game. The, play game. the game. So me and like Sue, we're buds, you know? Yeah. Um, not that I would vote for her, but that's what I would Um, Gideon all the way 2020. Anyway, um, but so I, uh, I, I go down there. I, you know, they say we're going to cut this thing short because it's snowing and like the government is closed uh, at one o'clock. And I was like, whoa, hey, hey, ho, ho. I'm like, I woke up at 2 a.m. She said objection. Objection. I woke up at 2 <laughs> to drive here. I can't like come back tomorrow. I'm Sorry. American. And I want to be heard by my government. Right. So I, I read the, the speech. I put on the blazer. I know. And one inch heels. I did. I had like like a dress on. It's very weird for me. Um, but so I go. I read the speech and um, I gave it my all and uh, and I got a like a howling ovation. And you know the great moment in my career was the like the reception line at the end of the day where like French people were like, "We want to thank you so much. You maybe you saved the wine business." And I'm like, oh, "I saved." Like, oh my god! So, anyways. my name is Mary. <laughs> it's ordained. Oh, and it was January. That was on Jan nine, and like suddenly orders start pouring in from like retailers across the country, and like that was a good month. I mean, then Corona and everything, but um, that was a good month, and I have a lot to sort of say about it. It's totally corruption. I believe it's Bill Foley, the guy who owns the seven hundred. Um, what is he? Seven hundred seven. Did that guy just bought Chalk Hill? He bought, yeah, he bought um Ferrari Carano. Yeah, Ferrari Carano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think he's a good butt of Trump, and I think that um they wanted to fuck up the European wine business because there's not enough like people aren't you know the snobbiest of the snobs don't buy f- wines like that. They don't. Chalk Hill is not on like. For I cry, I know, but I, but it's like kind of crazy because I think, right. I mean, I think when you look at the auction market, which is which is just affluent people from around the world. Um, I don't know. It's well, remember like, when Australia had its like auction time, like Torbrex and stuff? Yeah. Now it's Clarendon Hills or like uh, your yeah. buddy uh, Astralis, Cl- Cliff Corn. He loves that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was I, I was actually just on the phone with a dude um, a couple of days ago who actually does media stuff for wineries and, and, uh, Langdon's like the, people don't realize that down in Australia, they have a, like a classification system like they did in Bordeaux, but it's actually more legit. Mm. Um, so it's interesting you bring that, but yeah, I mean, I mean that I was living in California. That was the whole grateful palette was, it was Australis, Clarendon oh, yeah. Hills, Torbeck, Runrig, all, just all the, you know, and like I said, those are those ass so fat. I mean, like I've never shot away from 16% alcohol and a Rhone wine, but I, but also I've had Rhone wines that are natural 16, not exaggerated. It's just hot down there. Like yeah. I've had a 90 Bono, which was just, I had a 90 Bono. It's probably why Grenache is my favorite varietal. 90 Bono, um, which was a hundred point RP wine, but, um, retailers and wholesalers, 
they're the real rock stars of wine business for me because you're there, you're out there really selecting the wines and trenching. Mm. So there's a guy, Carlo Russo over in Jersey. So he was friends with Henri Bono and like, so Bono had got scored hundred points and then Carlo got to choose the best barrels out of the hundred points. So it was like, it was the reserve of the hundred point wine hmm. and it was just stupid. I yeah, mean, my friend worked there. Yeah. Carlo Russo. yeah. So, um, Mary Taylor, motherfucking badass. Been a long road, but anyway, so yeah, I've I've sixteen, seventeen wines on the market. I'm developing the lower end line a little bit. I love the eleven ninety nine price point. I think it's, I think if you work really hard, like this, finding that was hard. And I I've been sent wines going that, around the world to beautiful places. No, but you drinking gotta, like, wines, eating cheese, having fine meals with really nice, destroying really, your liver. Really, really nice, really nice, hard work. um, hardworking people. No, I used to say when I was when I was a, a wine buyer, I was like, I'm destroying my liver, so you don't have to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I get it, but your life doesn't suck. No. Your life, I mean, and, and that's I'm good. I'm actually but I mean, but I mean, it's, it's this whole roller coaster, but I like. I myself. I'm, this is, I can't believe where I've gotten to. I think, and people are like, how did you, how did you come up with this? Like, how did you come up with, I'm like, Because you're, you're an OTB, which is a term I picked up at Acker. Oh, yeah. OTB. Off, off track betting? Yeah. You figure that one out. Okay. I can't say it now because it's 2020. I can't say what OTB <laughs> means. Well, so. One tough, I, you're an OTW. One tough woman. Okay. <laughs> I don't love the B word, honestly. Like I, I, you know, growing up with hip hop, the way I did in the '90s, it, Snoop said it's like it's a bad word, but like it was just like like I listened to like all that '90s hip hop, and it's so bad, it's so misogynistic. Yeah, why like, is denigrating women like, like, so I, accepted? I don't know. I and don't yeah, know. I mean, racism was, is like a deal breaker for most. I don't know. I mean, 90s, but yet women not, '90s hip hop was just full of the B word and the N word. It just straight up was, and we just like. And like I remember Maxine Waters was like, This is no good. I'm like, shut up, B. Uh, <laughs> you know? And now I'm now I'm like, now I don't know. Where's I don't, she at? I haven't seen her she, around. She's, Did she she's retire? Still, no, she's still she's, in there? All right, good, good, good. I haven't seen her. I haven't I'm off the Facebook of generally. I mean I'm on it, but I think it's evil and it's ruining the world. So. But it has. There's a good book if you want to read about it. it's called um what's that called? Throwing Rocks at the Google bus and you will understand the evil of uh Silicon Valley. Yeah, interesting. Um we have three minutes. Dougie but, Fresh, you're on. Uh, so uh, I just uh, want to finish my so Mary, mantra by saying I started please. my company by working and like being exposed to shit. And maybe should I – I didn't want to fucking serve pancakes at IHOP, but I did. And I learned things, you know? Like that's just how you evolve. People are like, how did you start? I'm like, you, you go and work and just wherever you can make money and survive – Real hard and be into it and keep your eyes open and something will pop if you're a, a thinker, you know? Yeah. And that's it. Wow. Well, I will say um, <clears throat> that um, I, you know, Kanye West is crazy as fuck. But oh, I will God. say I, I, I do love this one story Dave Chattel told about him. And um, so after sitting here with you for two hours, what I will say um, is that um, – and this is a Kanye quote. Kanye, you know, Kanye was like – was doing something on Chappelle's show and he got a phone call and, and Dave was like, this is when I knew Kanye was going to be a superstar. He was like, he's like, you know, I'm, in, I'm, 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 I'm with Dave Chappelle. Right. And then he said, uh, and, and he said, he said, you know, like, and, and all he heard Kanye say is like, my life is dope. I do dope shit. So I'll drink. Uh, that. Love Your that. life is dope. Come you on. do dope shit. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. I got to take Mary a picture. Taylor. Uh, Margaret. Black wine guy. Um, Love it. Yeah. So where so where can people find more about you and your wines? Yeah. I mean, go to your retail store and ask them for Mary Taylor wine. I'm sure they've heard of it. Um, you know, especially the ones, you know, what is the best is the ones that don't carry me because they can <laughs> stuff it. I mean, the wines are awesome and everybody wants to buy them. So, but yeah, I sell. I thought we were going to have a, I thought we were going to have a, uh, G.I. Jane moment there when I thought you were like, those who don't care can suck my dick. That yeah, was, yeah. I love G.I. Jane. It's, it's she's, she's like, Master Sergeant, suck my dick. Suck my dick. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I, uh, or give us some, give us some, what would Catherine say to these people who don't carry your wine? Um, Hepburn. who? Hepburn. Oh, darling, you have to know about Mary Taylor. These are the wines you you must drink. You must. So, you know, no, I really, so, but like Union Square has been a huge supporter of mine since the beginning. Uh, Warehouse Wine and Spirits, Sherry Lehman, um, all over the place. And like also just follow Vines. her on Instagram at Mary Taylor Wine. Yeah, yeah. And you can go to MT, is it MTWine.com? No, it's MT.Wine. MT.Wine.com. No, MT.Wine. That's it. Wow. That you should have dope. a dot wine. All I you have sh- to do is put in <clears throat> dot wine and wow. you can have one yourself. Okay. Um, and, and, and we both have the initials MT. So, yeah. So Mary, damn. Damn. That was fun. That was fun. That was two fun. hours? That was two hours. That was like that 10 shit minutes. Was crazy. That's what I'm talking about. Who doesn't about. love talking about themselves? Who doesn't love t- drinking wine and talking to cool fucking people? Exactly. Let's be honest here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. You had some fun while you were here. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list. If you like complex and interesting wines, you probably also like complex and interesting women. In that case, I've got a podcast for you. It's called Putting Women in Their Place, the podcast. Now, don't let the name fool you. This podcast is Feminist AF. I liked hearing the stories of women whose names you may not know, but who are doing work they love with extraordinary results. These are everyday change makers. So do yourself a favor, pour yourself a nice glass of your favorite wine, unless you're driving. Either way, sit back and take a listen. You'll find it on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Pocket Cast. We'll put a link to the show in our notes.